This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word today but how about I just flow under the anointing of the Holy Spirit my subject for today is up in smoke up in smoke I'll come back to that but let me read a, a qualifying scripture let me go over to let's start it I have so much that I want to say and so little time to say it let's go ahead and start at Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41. The message translation reads it this way. When he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. A peculiar scripture to start with, but let me lay down. Let me begin to build my case. On last Sunday, we had family prayer, family blessing prayer, family blessing prayer. Were you blessed by that blessing in that prayer? Amen, amen, amen. I've got so many reports and so many um, encouraging words coming back from family prayer. But the thing of it is, is that particular prayer, I think on the podcast, it's like 58 minutes. I try to keep all of my messages about 30 minutes, about 30, maybe no more than 33 minutes. So that particular um, lesson or that particular service was well over my allotted time. It was well over my allotted time, and I felt pressure by the clock to to expedite and and even in some moments I thought well maybe I can cut this off or maybe I can cut that off but then I started thinking about the Roman soldiers how they begin to cut things down and cut things short and cut things out they begin to put down and lay aside the things that made them strong from the get-go, the things that made them undefeatable, the things that made them notorious, the things that made them the best, the elite, the, the Green Berets, the Navy SEALs of the day, they begin to cut those things short and cut those things down, and eventually they begin to take off pieces of their armor because it seemed like the armor just began to get too heavy. But it was not that the armor had began to get heavy because every armor was custom made from head to toe. It was that they had become weak. When I found in scripture where Jesus had took Peter and the sons of thunder, they were sons of thunder. Do you understand how he took the, he took the, the rough house, the roughnecks with him in the prayer, and the roughnecks began to fall asleep in prayer. At the most crucial time when Jesus needed them the most, they couldn't even stay awake. Their eyes were so heavy. He came back again. They were asleep again. Finally, he came back. They were still asleep. He was just like, let me just let them sleep. 
oftentimes we want the same success, we want the same notoriety that the the Navy SEALs of the day or the Green Berets of the day, the Roman soldiers of the day, or the prayer warriors of the day have, but we're not willing to do what they have done. Jesus came back and he, he brought the three closest to him because they were always with him and they saw Jesus in action. They knew the secret to his success. They knew what he, when he prayed and they knew when they went out there with him, they saw him go off a little ways to pray. So he was leading by example. But even though it was an example, they know to do it, they knew how to do it, they had watched him do it. When it came time to do it, in the heat of the heat of the heat, they got so sleepy, they were falling asleep. Let me read it again, and let's impact ourselves here. When he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? You can't even pray an hour? I just need you to pray with me for an hour. And I just remember last Sunday praying for an hour and wishing I had more time. I needed more time. I felt like I was rushing. I was almost coughing and strangling, trying to go through it so fast because I understand that people's attention span is short. And they're looking at their watch. And and especially after I pray for your part, you be like, oh, rush on through the rest of it. (laughs) Y'all not going to say nothing. But the, the reality of the matter is is when you're, and this is what I, this is how I felt at that moment. I felt like I didn't have enough time to pray the way that I know I needed to pray. Now, I could have just stood up here and said, bless them and, and bless Lolita and bless Betsy and bless Essence and bless Roland and bless uh, um, Alexis. Just bless, 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 bless. But that's really not impacting me and it's really not impacting them. So the lesson is that if you go back and you can listen at it on podcast, there's a little there's a little pause on the podcast when I listened to it yesterday. There's a pause, but that pause is when everybody was repenting to their family members and things like that. Just hold on for the pause, and maybe we can get TJ to edit the pause out of there. Stick with, with that thing and then go back and listen to it. Because the more that we prayed, the more the prayer got bigger and bigger and bigger, and the more it got the, the intensity of it. But... That wasn't five minutes of prayer. That was pushing the envelope to an hour of prayer because the more that you're in it, the bigger it becomes. Now let me step back a little bit and qualify my title, Up in Smoke. I'm not a grill master like Jeff and Andre and um, Richard. They're grill masters. They know how to put the grill vans. They know how to get the the meat on the grill and build the fire and all of this. I do a little something, something, but I'm not a real grill master. But I know that when you start your fire, all the charcoal is nice and black, isn't it? You put the, the, the fluid on there and you get the fire burning and the fire goes up. You're like, now that's a fire, that's a fire, it's a big fire, right? But everybody knows why the fire is flaming high. You don't put the meat on there at that time because you're about to burn something up. It takes patience. It takes patience in the process. Are you listening to me? If you're impatient, and maybe you've started off impatient with your barbecue like many of us have, and you've gone and rush it, you try to rush it, and you'll be chewing that piece of steak for about five hours. 
and it don't get no smaller. It seems like it get bigger and bigger because it's just tough. Are you listening to me? But when you take the patience and you take the time, you've got to let that, all that black charcoal, you've got to let the flame burn all that charcoal up. And it's going to take at least about 10 minutes, right, Vance? About 10 minutes, it starts getting white and ashy. You will see the white ash begin to set on those pieces of charcoal, right? You see the white ash begin to set on there, and you know that it's still, the, the high fire has burned down, but it's still really hot. It's a really hot grill. So if you're like me, when the, fire, the, when the grill is like that, I throw the hot dogs on them because all we're doing is kind of warming them up and getting them a little blackened and things like that and take those right off, right? That's not even a time that you put your good old steak or your good ribs on there, your good old chicken breast. That's not the time that you put that on there because you've got to start the fire and then you've got to let the fire kind of burn down and then you've got to let it smolder. Are you listening to me? As you let about 25 minutes into it, and if you're impatient, you're going to throw your meat on there quick, and the meat is going to taste like charcoal, and it's going to be tough. But if you're patient, maybe you're going to um, put some lime or lemon or something on the grill, do all the little fancy things that you do. Again, I'm not the grill master, but I do a little something. But I'm not the grill master. I see people do all kind of all other things like that, but I like to let that fire cook down or that, that those coals cook down for about 25 minutes, 25 to 35 minutes. It's really nice and hot, but you really don't see no flames. Are you listening to me? Then you put your meat on there and you give it time to cook on a medium to low heat. Maybe you're like Vance and I after we cook the chicken, we cook the hamburgers and things like that. We look and the, the charcoals are still smoldering. So then we start looking for something else. What else can I put on here? Bring that corn on the cob out here. Do y'all do that? Bring something else. Bring some pineapple out here. We've been just putting anything on the grill at that time. Bring some watermelon. We're going to put watermelon on the grill. Because we know that the fire is still burning. And we've, we've burned away all of the stuff that we didn't want. Now while it's smoldering, it's a good fire. Most of us know you don't put a fire out by dousing it with water. You don't put a fire out that way. Oftentimes you let it cook off, and it'll take about 48 hours to, for the charcoals to kind of disintegrate. But another way that you can turn the fire off or turn the grill off is you've got to move the charcoals. You've got to begin to separate them from each other. I'm saying a thing right here, and y'all need to get a revelation. You've got to begin to isolate one piece of charcoal from another piece of charcoal. Because when two hot pieces of charcoal are together, they're going to stay hot, and the fire is going to keep burning. Are you listening to me? But when you begin to separate those pieces of charcoal, those individual charcoal, pieces of charcoal, soon burn out on their own. Or another way to put a fire out is to pull that lid on there and suffocate it. You pull the lid down and you suffocate the fire. 
we've been talking about prayer and we spent a lot of time talking about the full armor of God and all of that has reference to prayer. And I want to encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts because I'm steady building on the same lesson. I'm still steady building on those same principles. That wasn't one message and we're done. I'm still building on that. Are you listening to me? It requires us to keep a level head with the full armor of God on, with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We can go on and on all through those things. But if we get lazy in the process, if we get impatient in the process, we'll begin to take pieces of our armor off and lay them aside. We'll begin to rush the meat. We put the, we put the ribs on there right when at the hottest point. Of the, then your ribs are burnt. Burn on the outside and raw on the inside because we're rushing processes. But the worst thing of all of it is we've opened ourselves up vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. Are you listening to me? As I come into this message, as I encourage you today after family prayer, and it was an amazing time of prayer and we felt some breakthroughs and things like that, but we've got work to yet do. It wasn't a one and done. Woo, the, fact, the pastor prayed over the family and blessed us. Amen. No, now you've got to continue in those things. You've got to continue in the studying. You've got to continue in the listening. You've got to continue in prayer. How in the world would you let me pray one time over your whole family for the whole year and you're not going to pray again? We've got to come into unity. We've got to come into agreement and pray together. Are you listening to me? Prayer is just a regular everyday conversation with the Lord. And some of the scriptures, and I gave them to you, you should still be praying those scriptures over your own children. All my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. I put their names in it. I, put, I literally put every one of their names in it and the grandkids' names in it. Because I know that my seed is supposed to be blessed down to a thousand generations. Now, just because I said that scripture one time doesn't mean I don't ever need to say it again. Because I'm reminding God of his word, which he didn't forget. But over and above that, I'm reminding me of it. So that I stay in expectation for the things that I know the word of God promises me. So as I begin to contemplate on why was family prayer an hour long? It's way longer than my regular everyday service. Why? Do you know why it was so long? Because I had scriptures to qualify everything that I was praying for. That wasn't a one and done. That wasn't a genie on the lamp. That took time, energy, and effort. What did I say? It took time, energy, and effort. Why? Because I was serious about what I was praying for. Now, I could just say, bless everybody and bless those who want to get married and bless the husbands and bless them. Amen, y'all. I did the family prayer going on. Or I could lead by example what we're supposed to do, hallelujah, when we're expecting a mighty move of God in our lives. It says in Matthew chapter 26 in the Amplified version, 41, 26 and 41 in the Amplified, all of you must keep awake, give strict attention, be cautious and active, and watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We want to do all that. 
Pastor Andy, it don't take all that. Well, it depends on what you believe in God for. What are you expecting? I'm expecting a manifestation to everything that I prayed about. So it did take all of that. And when I say it took all of that, that took me hours. I didn't just stand up here and pull that out of the sky. That took me hours. That took me all night long, days, to think about that and to meditate and to find out what scriptures that I want to use because I'm making a petition to God. I'm supplicating, I'm interceding, and I'm offering thanksgiving to God. Which one of you would have a meeting with the president of General Motors or the president of AC Delco or the president of the United States and then just get up there and ramble off the top of your head? You mean to tell me you wouldn't write any notes down? You wouldn't have any thoughts written down? How are they more important than your heavenly father? Take the time to look up the scriptures. And here's the revelation. I had way more scriptures than I read. Because I wanted to be respectful of your time. But I'm praying all of those other scriptures over you, over your family, over the multi-generations of your family. Listen, I shouldn't have more of a heart to do that for your family than you over your own family. It says in the message translation, same passage of scripture, and I'm almost out of time. When he came back to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer, listen, so that you don't wander into temptation. Jesus took it off of him. You not, don't, don't think that you're just praying for me. Pray for yourself, that you don't fall into temptations, that you don't find yourself in danger, that you don't even recognize that you're in. My mama in the, on the, uh, the season saints would say, danger seen and unseen. Anybody's mom pray that way? Danger seen and unseen. Some dangers we see, other dangers are unseen. But we still need to have a revelation of the danger so that we can conduct ourselves accordingly. You've heard me say, I can see a Mack truck coming down the street. I can hear the engine revved up. I can feel the earth shaking under my feet. People can holler to me, Pastor Andy, move out of the way. I can see the danger. I can hear the danger. I can feel it. People can tell me about it. But I have a responsibility to move out of the way. There's other danger that I can't see other people see for me. So they move me out of the way or they push me out of the way or they pray me out of the way. But I still have a role to play. Listen to me. This prayer, this this effectual prayer with God, our blueprint is not a one and done. You need to keep looking at that blueprint. You need to keep praying over. You need to keep refining it. You need to keep listening to God. You can just because we said it, just because we have a conversation, doesn't mean it's a one and a done. Am I making faith to anybody? I did. I knew this wouldn't be a shouting message. I'm reminded when the Lord told Abraham to sacrifice his only begotten son on that mountain. You remember that? 
Abraham was obedient. He rose up early. He took his assistance with him. He got a son. He got the, the wood for the sacrifice. He laid the wood on the child, and they went up the mountain, and, and he, told the, he told his assistants, he said, I and the lad are going to return. He know that God told him to sacrifice his son, but if God asked for a sacrifice required more than I initially planned to give, then God got to give him back to me. What if Abraham had stopped listening? I'm thankful that Abraham kept listening. After he heard God, he stayed in a place of meditation. He stayed in a place of prayer. He stayed in a place of listening. So he heard God say, Abraham, stay your hand. There's a ram caught in the thickets. There's a ram in a bush. Now I know because you were willing to sacrifice your son and you saw your son raised in a figure, I can sacrifice my son on the same mountain and my own son will be raised in a figure. Everything God tells us to do, we don't understand. Some things God tells us to do, we just don't like it because we don't want to do it. But how many know God is smarter than we are? His ways are as far from ours as the east is from the west. So even those things that God tells you to do that you don't really understand why he told you to do it in those relationships, he told you to push the pause button on and the, the job that he told you to leave or the career he told you to, you don't understand why. But keep trusting God and keep listening to God. His track record is impeccable. Are you listening to me? He has never failed ever in history, and he never will. Oftentimes, I'm closing here, oftentimes we yield to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And those are the very things that the enemy comes in and seductively seduces us away from the things of God. Seduces us away from the things that God had for us. He seduces us away and then he tells us that's what you get. See, see what I mean? That's what don't trust nobody. Don't do this. Don't do that. And he begins to berate your mind. But all of these things is to take you away from God so that you begin to be impatient with God and begin to blame God for the situation that you found yourself in. Are you listening to me? We've got to be patient in the process. We've got to be patient. And sometimes we go into, we go into those most worship moments and we go into those prayer moments full of fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Running and jumping and all of that. But you can't stay up there forever. You've got to settle down. And you've got to begin to smolder in the presence of God. Come on. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. So I should have those times of, of ridiculous praise and ridiculous worship, but who can stay up there? Sometimes I need to plant my feet solidly on the ground and stand and recognize where am I standing. And then I understand that the only way that my fire can go out is if I put the lid on it. I suffocate it, or I begin to separate myself away from other hot Christians. 
that's how my fire begins to go out. Today my lesson is up in smoke. The idioms of up in smoke has reference to something destroyed by fire. It also has reference to something being important that comes to nothing. Another idiom for up in smoke is when something is wasted or something fails. It means to quench, to douse, to snuff out, or to smother. But now I want to change your perspective of up in smoke because together we should be going up in smoke with our praise, with our worship, with our giving, and with our prayer. We should revive ourselves. Do whatever you need to do to stay fresh and to stay hot. Do whatever you need to do to not become lackadaisical, to not become listless, to cut out and to cut down. The biblical perspective of I'm giving you concerning up and smoke means to ascend. It's time to ascend. Go higher than a everyday stuff that's going on around you. Oftentimes people say, how you doing so-and-so? I'm good under the circumstances. Well, what you doing under there? You're not supposed to be under the circumstances. You're supposed to be above them. I'm changing your perspective of up and spoke. It means to accomplish something. You can't accomplish it if you quit. Get quit out of you. Some things take a long time. And it seems like it's happening fast for other people, but mind your business. I'm going to pause right here, and i got to go. The other day, I was doing some things, and I was on Facebook, and I was toggling back from Facebook to Instagram and, and different things like that. And after, I don't even know how long I was online. I don't really go on there like that, but that day I was on there for quite some time. Then after I got off, I start feeling a certain way. I felt funny. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, Lord, what's wrong? Why do I feel grieved? I feel lonely. I feel abandoned. I feel a little bit sad. I almost feel depressed, Jesus. I said, what's going on? And the Lord said, you were on Facebook and Instagram. Listen, minding other people's business. When you weren't even minding your own business. Peace comes when you and God on one accord are minding your business. We spend too much time on the book, on the gram, on the talk, minding other people's business. And at the end of the day, you've not even accomplished your own business. So you feel defeated. You feel small. You feel insignificant. You feel tired. You feel listless. You feel lackadaisical. Why? You've given all of your prayer time to something that won't amount to anything in your own life. I know y'all think I'm against Facebook and all of that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. 
But you get on that, I'm telling you, let me, let me tell you, I'm, t- I'm talking to you as a pastor today. You spend all of your time on that, you get off feeling the way that I felt, then what do you do? You go to do something that will appease your flesh to make you feel better in your flesh. But it hasn't affected your mind and it hasn't affected your spirit. It just affected your flesh. Now you're calling up people, you're going, you're eating stuff, you're doing everything trying to get that feeling away when you can't get that feeling away by anything but prayer. God been sitting down over there at that set place at that set time while you over there scrolling on the book. And God's sitting there talking about he misses time with you. Come on, let's get a revelation. While you're giving all your time and energy and effort to minding somebody else's business, God is missing you, and God is desiring you, and God is calling for you, and God is longing for you because he's looking at your blueprint, and he wants your blueprint accomplished. This is up in smoke when it's accomplished. When it's built, when you succeed, when it's completed, when you procure it, when you reach it, when you win. The reason why I was feeling greed, I felt some kind of way that day. And I was like, where did that come from? Because this is what I do when I feel a certain way. I backtrack, okay? What was I looking at? Who I was talking to? I've got to backtrack it. Are you listening to me? I talked about journaling your journey. Write stuff down so you understand how to get that monkey off your back. Grabbing a beer is not going to get the monkey off your back. Smoking a joint ain't going to get that monkey off your back. It's going to appease your flesh for that moment. But it takes time and prayer in the face of God going up in smoke. Come on, we should be smoldering. We should be smolder, smoldering. We should be at that place that the, that the fire is just right. That the Lord be saying, okay, now what else can I put on her? What else can I, what else? She's still smoldering, what else? Me and Vance, summertime, cooking. He's out there on the grill, and he's like, Ma, is there anything else? I'm just bringing all other stuff. We're taking stuff out of the freezer and everything. Why? Because the fire is so right. Your fire should be so right that God is looking for more things to bless you. Come on, it's time for us to go up in smoke. Not like the disciples. Kept on falling asleep. Every time Jesus came back, they were asleep again. Come on, let's shake ourselves. Let's stop minding other people's business and mind our business with God. Let's keep our blueprint in front of our faces. Let's have that everyday conversation with God. Conversation goes two ways. I talk and I listen. Never forget what would have happened to Abraham if he'd stopped listening. And that was a direct foreshadow of God sending his own son Jesus on the same mountain. Sacrificed him on the altar as well. And Jesus rose up on the third day 
with all power in his hands. Listen, giving gifts unto you. I've encouraged you today. I trust in up in smoke. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.